This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In this episode, we talk about how nobody remembers your failures. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at the idea of failure. Failure is something that we've covered a lot on this podcast because it is such a major sticking point for so many people. When we're trying to make changes, when we're trying to do things, the idea of failure is something that we are we, we all sort of share a hesitation around. We share, uh, even if it's not a full-blown fear of failure, like we all sort of hesitate around the risk that comes with failure and the negative consequences and feelings that might come with that failure. And it's just such a major part of everything because as I've talked about on this podcast in the past, failure is a requirement. It, it's a stepping stone to getting to the other side. It's You're not really able to find quote-unquote success without going through failures. And, And without those failures, you really can't get anywhere. So it's such an important part of our journey, but it also plays a major role in driving negative feelings towards our growth. So in this episode, I want to talk about it again and really try to drive home this idea that no one is going to remember your failures, no matter what it is you're trying to do, no matter what it is you are working on or taking a risk on, it might seem scary and big and it might seem like failure is this massive consequential thing. And maybe it is, but at the end of the day, at the end of your life, those failures aren't the things people are going to remember about you. So I want to talk about that in today's episode. Now, before I do, I want to let you know that if you have been struggling to be more consistent and take daily actions towards your goals, or if you felt like you're always starting over from scratch, I I get it. I've been there. And there's nothing more frustrating than taking the time to identify your goal only to wake up 30 days later having abandoned that goal with nothing to show for it. Now, I've gone through this exact process myself, and I've come to realize that there is one main reason why people don't achieve the goals that they set. Inside my new course, The Consistency Code, I want to teach you exactly what that reason is and what you can do about it. And throughout the course, we discuss a ton of topics, things like why we all struggle with consistency, the two key processes that lead to habit formation, why starting small might be the key to success, why smart goals may not work for you, and the little-known goal-setting method you should use instead – 
how to break down your goals into their key behaviors, how to identify points of failure before they become a problem, and so much more. Plus, when you purchase a copy of The Consistency Code, you get some incredible bonuses designed to make taking action easier so you can finally achieve your goals. The Consistency Code is on sale now for just $97 or three payments of $37. To learn more, head over to www.consistencycourse.com and enroll today. That's www.consistencycourse.com, www.consistencycourse.com. So here is an interesting statistic, and I want to preface this by saying it started with a small sample size. So you definitely want to take this with a grain of salt, but I think that it can still be helpful for exploring trends. So according to a small 2015 study with a sample size of about 1,000 people, 31% of adults, or at least the adults that participated, have a fear of failure. And this is important because one in three people, almost one in three people, have a fear of failure to some extent. Now, of course, for some people, it's going to be more extreme than for others. But to some extent, one in three people struggle with the idea of taking a risk, taking a chance and potentially facing failure as a result of that. And this is major because it can lead to so many negative effects across your entire life. It can lead to inaction in the goals that you set. It can lead to frustration and and just being upset with yourself, with those around you. It can lead to low self-esteem. It can lead to anxiety. It can lead to a number of issues that have made major, major effects throughout the rest of your life just because you are struggling with a fear of failure. So this is a major problem for many people out there. And it's interesting to me because let's really look at this. What exactly is failure anyway? And for longtime listeners, you sort of know where I'm going with this, but let me just reiterate. What is failure? Here's how I look at it. As long as you keep trying you never actually fail. And what I mean by that is being in progress is not the same as I've failed. And we need to stop treating them the same way. Just because you tried something and it didn't work, if you're going to try something else at some point, you have not failed on that goal yet. You are just in progress. Maybe that particular thing did not work, but you are still in progress in relationship to the larger goal. But for some reason, we all treat that immediate issue where something didn't work. We treat that as, oh, well, I guess I failed. And that just doesn't make sense to me. If you decide that you want to accomplish something and you try something for it and it does not work, Unless you are now done and saying, that's it, that was my one shot, that's it, I'm over. Unless you're doing that, you're kind of just in progress. Now, the progress might take a really long time, and that's not something people are happy about. The progress might require a lot from us, but we're still in progress. That's not the same thing as failure. So let's stop treating them the same way, and more so... If you decide, let's say you decide you want to do something, you try and it doesn't work out. You're still in progress. You're learning. You're figuring it out. And at some point in that, you decide, you know what? I don't want this anymore. Like this isn't the goal that I feel I want to work towards anymore. If you make that decision, 
that's still not a failure. Because why would you mark it as a failure when you've just successfully dodged a bullet? Why would you work hard and put in all the effort for something that you don't even want? If you decide you don't want something along the way, that shouldn't be considered a failure. So we really need to re- like think about when we use that word failure. In my opinion, the only way to actually fail is to want something, to, to have a desire for something in your life and do nothing about it. If you still want something, but you've decided, nope, not doing it, not going for it, that is a failure. But if you're trying and things aren't working, that's just being in progress. If you tried and you decided this wasn't the right thing, that's dodging a bullet. The only way to actually fail is to want something and not do anything about it, which I know no one listening to this show has that problem. At least I hope not. But with that said, I know that when we use the word failure, there is a commonly accepted view. And as much as I wish more people saw failure the way I did, as much as I think that having a different view of failure would reduce the percentage of people who have a fear of it, because there's no reason to fear something that largely does not exist. As long as you are taking action, failure is impossible, at least in my view. I'm fully aware that not everyone believes that. So let's look at some examples of failures that no one actually remembers. Right? The, and these, again, in my opinion, are not failures. But this is what society would look at and say, oh, they failed. So the first thing I want to look at is actually Bill Gates. So Bill Gates, he is currently worth $110 billion. And regardless of what you think of him on a political point of view or anything like that, like dude is successful from a money standpoint. He's also done an enormous amount around the world to reduce the effects of poverty. Now, he, as you are aware, started Microsoft, and Microsoft as a company largely invented computing as we know it. A lot of what we do on a day-to-day basis would not be possible without that company or some company filling that role. Now, what we don't know and what many people don't know is that back in 1972, so Microsoft started in 1975, back in 1972, Bill Gates founded a company called Trafodata, Trafodata, and the idea was to provide traffic data to structural engineers. Now, this is an interesting idea. It's it's something that he and his team, I think, were pretty uniquely positioned to solve in a scenario where acquiring and processing data was much harder than it is today. But here's the thing. You've probably never heard of Trafo data. I definitely hadn't. And the reason is because it was a massive failure. Nobody heard of it. Very few people bought into it. It did not work. And this is coming from Bill Gates, the guy who is currently worth $110 billion and invented computing as we know it. Three years prior to starting Microsoft, three years prior to starting the company that would change the way that we engage with technology forever, he started a company that nobody cared about. Now, here's my question. What would have happened? What would the world look like right now if Trafo data had worked? What if that company had, quote unquote, been successful? 
Would Bill Gates have decided, okay, I'm going to go start this other thing now? Maybe not. It's very possible that if Trafo data did not fail the entire computing industry, everything we know as technology right now may be completely different. Now, here's another example, and this one you might be more familiar with. Oprah Winfrey, back when she was 22 in 1976, she was the co-anchor on a primetime news station. And when she got hired, they made a big deal about the marketing of this show. She obviously did not have the level of clout that she has now, but it was a big deal because she was a woman, because she was black at the time. And so they made a big deal about it. They put a lot of marketing behind it and the show completely flopped. Like it just did not work. After a year, she was fired. Not only was she fired, but her reputation was also hit because they made such a big deal out of her being on the show. Because in many ways, she was the face of that show. So when it failed and she got fired in a year, that not only affected the fact that she no longer had a job, the fact that she no longer had a paycheck, it also affected her image. She later went on to do basically everything. I mean, you know who Oprah is. I'm not going to sit here and explain what Oprah is to you. That's a scenario where someone could look at that back in 1977 and say, wow, this woman is a complete failure. And in that moment, based on how we all view failure, they would be correct. But that moment says nothing about the moments that were to come. That moment said nothing about what she would eventually do and who she would eventually be. And then last one here, Usain Bolt, widely known as the fastest man in the world. He's set world records at every single Olympic event that he has participated in, except his first. Because 2008, when he really broke into the scenes, was not the first time that Mr. Bolt was at the Olympics. He was actually chosen for the 2004 Jamaican Olympic team in Athens. And he was eliminated in the first round of the 200-meter dash. He would later in 2008 go on to set world records in the 100-meter dash. And then in 2012, he became the first man in history to set three world records in a single Olympic Games competition. Now, here's my point with all of this. No one remembers or talks about Trafo data. And if they do, it's only to show just how successful Bill has been since. No one remembers or talks about Oprah being fired from her anchor show. And if they do, it's only to show how resilient she was. And no one remembers or talks about Usain Bolt getting eliminated in the first round of the 200-meter dash in the 2004 Olympics. And when they do, it's only to contrast what he was able to accomplish later on. The truth is, no one cares about your failures except for as proof of how great you are. No one cares about what you didn't do. All anyone cares about are the results that you got. What you eventually do, what you eventually accomplish, that's what ends up stuck in the history books. And the three examples I've given, while they may have viewed each of these events as failures when they were going through them, At the same time, they all did exactly what they should have. They kept trying. Bill Gates didn't say, okay, Trafo data didn't work. I guess I'm just not made for running businesses. 
Oprah didn't get fired and then decide that she just wasn't good on TV. And Usain Bolt didn't get eliminated and say, well, I guess that was my only shot. They had those experiences, recognized that they were still in progress, and tried again. And they kept doing that. Because I promise you, if you look through the actual archives... After starting Microsoft, Bill Gates failed a number of times. After becoming who Oprah currently is, she has failed a number of times. After becoming who Usain Bolt is, he has failed a number of times. But they are not failures. They are just in progress. Until the day they say, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Until that happens, they're still there. They're not failures. So the big takeaway that I really want you to walk away with from this is very simple. Whatever it is you are afraid of trying, if fear of failure is the big issue for you, if that hesitation is there because you don't want the pain of losing, of failing, just remember, it's not failure if you're still in progress. The only way you can actually fail is if you want something, if you want to accomplish something, if you desire something, and do absolutely nothing about it. So I hope this is helpful to some of you out there. I would love to connect with you. Find the podcast over on Instagram at Tiny Leaps. And once there, give the page a follow. Send a message. I will respond directly. And I'd love to get into conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. (laughs) 